Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good afternoon, everybody. You ready to get to it? I am too. Let's not waste any time. We bring in Sean Salisbury. It's so good to have him on every Monday. We wrap up the Sunday of the NFL College. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. I did a rant on this today. I thought it's a real bad look by Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Listen, I, I understand the frustration. I understand that they have not played well. They've lost, what, you know, three or four. Uh, but, I mean, the officials made the correct call. If you're going to rip the officials, rip them when they make a incorrect call, which happens all the time. Rip them when they miss a call. Kadarius yeah. Tony was offsides. I mean, how the hell can you rip the refs for that? It sounded like spoiled kid didn't get the gift he wanted for Christmas thing. Yep. They, they, I mean, no offense, but Kansas City gets a lot of the Michael Jordan treatment. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. The superstar treatment. They've been – and they, I guess you've earned it. And, and you know, like in at least in basketball, Grant, sometimes we can't tell was it a little foul. There's no pre-alignment foul unless you step on the baseline or inbound line, and you'd automatically call yeah. it. You're not going to say, well, it didn't affect the play. Listen, you know I, I love Andy and I love Mahomes. They are dead-ass wrong on this, Okay. The NFL didn't embarrass themselves. The referees didn't embarrass themselves. Matter of fact, it, the Chiefs looked like they're a team that's desperate right now with the way things are going. And they didn't get the call they wanted on a play that was spectacular. And your guy not only lined up offsides, the, 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 the side judge couldn't even see the ball. It was blatant. Of course you call that. Just like, and I know Mahomes said, well, it didn't even have anything to do with the play. Well, let me ask you this. Let's, let's flip this thing. They're playing Buffalo. Buffalo get, lines up the neutrals for yard. Boom, play goes. Uh, Pat, Patrick throws it, uh, a ball in the flat for a catch and intercepts and goes to the interception. And then all of a sudden they're ranting and raving. Did you see it? He jumped off sides. Didn't have any effect on the play. The ball came out. It just hit his hands and was intercepted. So why do you care? We'll call the penalty because we want to redo the play. See how that works? It happens both ways. It's It's absurd. This is the, the referees didn't matter of fact, if they went into their evaluation grant, they'd be ripped to shreds for missing that if Thank they didn't do it. Listen, you may not like the rule lineup. Well, it's kind of close. That's bad for football. No, it's not. Tell your your wide receiver to raise his football friggin' IQ and his million dollar salary and line up like we do in fifth grade Swickley, Pennsylvania, in the seventh grade in San Diego, California, and in the fourth grade in Texas. On sides, it's one control the penalties you can control, and all you got to do is turn and say, "How am I?" If he doesn't answer, you ask his ass again. The official he will actually back you up, unlike a holding call or something else where that's on you. This is simply all you got to do is ask, and that's on you. One hundred one one hundred percent on the Chiefs, hey, no questions asked. Thank you. Great franchise, shitty ass way to blame the officials for something you did wrong pre-snap. Screw them. And, and I did also on my rant today, I'm, I'm so tired of Brittany Mahomes. Go away, would you please? She says the MVP of the game are the refs. No, the MVP of the game, if you're really looking at it, is Kadarius Tony, that knucklehead for in a crucial situation being that far off sides. That, that's Brent, the guy. You know, well, I mean, well, yeah, Brittany yeah, Holmes, but, stay off social media, would you please? Yeah, if you want to go fine if you want to blame the rest fine but 
No, listen. When it comes to the officials, I really don't give a rat's ass what she says about it. And I am a, a through and through a good football fan. And you want to talk, talk it. But don't blame the refs. That's not the reason you lost this game. That's number one. Number two, Grant, and it it, it is, it, 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 it chaps my ass to the point where we're supposed to, oh, it's Kansas City speaking. Oh, we, we just got to sit back. Listen, I, I, I every year realize how good they are and how well positioned and coached and played they are. Yeah. But damn, we get on bad teams for doing this and say that's why they're a bad team. Maybe little a tiny shit starting to seep into Kansas City and they're losing a little bit of focus. Maybe a little bit here, a little bit there. And listen, Tony's dropped plenty of balls this year. I know he's a good football player, but the easy I always tell quarterbacks and players, just control what you can control. I can't control a, a, the yeah. weather. I can't control how hot it is. I can't control that official, but I know I can control lining up on sides and those mm. things. And, you know, we also tell our our, our players that when, when it's going, you have to overcome stuff like this, and you have to deal with, you know, stuff that nobody wants to deal with. But when it's a pre-snap penalty that your guy lined up off sides and you know it, it's got to be the old, I confess, that's our fault, not the official's fault. Yeah. I think it's a loser's lament. It's awful to blame the officials because you made a spectacular play out of an, a penalty where you yeah. couldn't get lined up like in the seventh grade. You know what we do? Tell your quarterback and your players, check when you come in line of scrimmage. It's another thing I do. Look, and even though the receiver's supposed to know, Grant, even in Mahomes' case, and we, we listen, there's not a lot of criticism for Patrick Mahomes because he's, he's, he's a monster, he's a great guy, all that. But yeah. my job as a quarterback is also make sure that his ass is lined up. So if you're scanning – you got to back off a little bit, dude. Or the they were in a bunch. Kelsey, back him off. The bottom line is Kansas City got a little lackadaisical, and it cost them. And yep. the game was lost. They've lost a couple in a row, and it's not normal for the Chiefs to lose like that. Sean, here we are in the middle of December, and maybe if it was the first week or second week of the season, I could digest a little bit more. I don't recall seeing so many blown coverages game after game after game after game. I'm talking about guys so wide open running down the field. It's mind-boggling to me. It is. And, you know, Grant, I, I try to figure out, well, wait a second, there's still only 11 guys on the field. I don't know how many different ways that you can call an offense, but we do so. And I know speed kills, man, it does. But a lot of these guys that are running through open seams and you know, beyond players, you're like, how did he get to that point? Tribute to the co coordinators and their guts to dial up stuff that's the, at times unique. And you say, man, I, I, that's a great play call. And or the multiple coverages and formations and motions we use, Grant, a lot of times if you're not if you have not studied your opponent or not done your due diligence, you, you pass something off. You're not supposed to pass off as a defender. I don't know why. But it does. It seems like there's more uncontested, easy, easy big plays happening in the league than, than ever before. And uh, offenses, these quarterbacks and these offenses are too good that the majority of the time they're going to find that guy who's open like that running free. And you're right. Every week you look up, it's like mm -hmm. that guy's 20 yards beyond coverage. And it was a third and nine play. Yeah, it happens. It's a regular occurrence. They in mourning today in Houston. Uh, that, that that was a very disappointing performance. I got to give Wilson credit. I mean, maybe his best game as a pro. That's fine and dandy. One game doesn't make a career. Let's see him do it again next week. But boy, that, that was a surprising outcome to say the least.
Yeah, Grant, well, you know, we, we talk about, you know, going into mindset, going, I don't know what players might, I know when I played going in, you know how we all fans will all stack back. Oh, they weren't ready to play mentally. Excuse me. I know that D'Amico Ryans didn't have them practicing like, hey, let's just go into this one, not ready to play. It's going to be bad weather. It's a great equalizer. We got to go on the road against the New York team. And I always say this, dangerous are teams that can be desperate, that is just another loss. And a quarterback who's been bent, He's the offense is embarrassed because the defense and the Jets run a damn good defense after every week. Now it's it's raining sideways and you can't get rolling. And the Jets defense was flying. And Zach Wilson looked like a first round pick last night. Yeah, he did. The problem is he did. And listen, he's not above the criticism he's received. He's played many times subpar to average football. Nobody questions his ability. We question his ability to sustain consistent, simple play. Grant, yesterday, you know what he did? He hit the flat. He made great throws on the outcut, on time, outside. Last, That's why they drafted his ass. And had he been doing this since he's been in the league, Grant, do you know that Aaron Rodgers would not be a Jet today? He, he would not be if as Zach Wilson. Exactly right. Saying, he would not have been. So, exactly right. And, and it's, I've been on dangerous teams when you're getting humiliated. Here's the Texans, though. They've, they've done this a couple times this year, Grant. They did Atlanta come in and, and – have Ritter play his best game. They went to Carolina coming off a bye week and laid an egg against a team that can't win three games. Yeah. And now they go to New York, which is a solid talent, but offense has been putrid. Let Zach Wilson in rain. It didn't bother him. It sure looked like it bothered the Texans, and their defense was lights out. Tribute to the Texans, I mean, to the Jets, because they, and, and, and the, the, the Texans are going to end up regretting a couple of these games when we get to late December, Grant. They just are. Because they let these and they play better against good teams, but yeah, I, I don't know if morning because what they've done, Grant, which we wouldn't even be having this conversation in the last three years about the text, right? We say it's December, we expect this, but they have created this buzz. It's like, wait a minute, they're not supposed to lose the Jets on the road. We're the Texans now, so there is a different confidence. Good point. But they looked like the recent text, so they've elevated. They've made us believe. Oh, you're going to New York, you got to win this. I said on my show last week, it's a dangerous, dangerous game because. They've been humiliated, and grown men, when they get humiliated, got two choices, and they responded, and they literally – it's the worst loss I think the Texans have had this year because they got their ass no kicked question. on both sides of the ball. Forget the score. It was just a drubbing. You know what it looked like? It looked like playoff Jets and uh, four-win Texans in that game yesterday. That's what it looked like. Tell you what else is dangerous, a team that's kind of teetering right now on the brink, and they're in first place, but, boy, the Lions – they they have just fallen off the map. They they look like a completely different team now. And Lions fans are like, gee, what's what what else is new? Yeah, they're still in first place, but I look at their schedule. They still have the Vikings twice now. I, I don't even know where to go there. They went to their third string, third, fourth string quarterback. I don't know where the hell they are right now. But what, when you see the Lions, what's what 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 are their big issues right now? They look like a team that was rolling big time. Yeah, that's a great point. I try to watch them a lot because I think they can be so exciting to watch. Yeah. It's so frustrating. The, the 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 extremes are through the roof. And just so Cody knows, yeah, I said that the Panthers had beat the Texans. That's one of those games the Texans after coming out of the bye week didn't do anything, right? right. So yes, you are you are one you are correct. But Grant, uh I in watching Detroit play, there's a I I I'd love to put my finger on it. The execution and the urgency seems like it's Almost like Detroit's not used to themselves being in this situation in December recently. And, and and Grant, they got on a roll last year, as we saw, and played hot, kept the Packers out of the playoffs, all that late in the season. 
But I, I, when I'm watching them, there's this sense of I don't see them playing with the same urgency when I saw them at times at the like the second half of last year and early this year. And the reason that the, the blatant extremes for them are going to cost them because and they've not they've won some games recently, but Grant they've had to pull, they've had to pull some out of their rear end lately to win them like the Packer game, and the Bears go in and beat them. The Bears aren't exactly explosive on offense. So, yeah, this is – listen, if they don't get this short up, you know what they're going to be, Grant? They're going to be a go to the wild card round and get beat in the first round, and everybody's going to say, oh, what the hell. So they're looking like a team that's not familiar with this type of football this late. It's been a minute. Now, do I think they're talented and you, you don't want to play them when they're right? Yes, but right now, I, I, I may get a three out of them and I may get a nine out of them. And I don't like that. I'd rather have sevens all across the board, Grant, because they, they're they the biggest Dow Joneser right now. Teams, you're saying, man, they're really good. And then one week I'm like, are they, are, are they the worst team in the division? And they're better than that because I love yeah. their coach. But they can't survive the wild card round with their inconsistency. No. They're going to get beat by a seed that's not supposed to beat them if they're not careful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Personally, I'm so happy to see Jake Browning. I've watched the kid play growing up. I watched him play in high school. Uh, he was at the nearby rival five minutes from where I live. Uh, he's friends with my son. So I, I have a personal interest in rooting for him. But this is developing into another great story. Again, a, a backup that we would know nothing about unless it was for an injury to the starter. And the guy steps in and has played so well. I couldn't be happy. Grant, we, he was a journeyman that we didn't know if he was going to last in the league right. after a really, after an excellent and a lot of games started at the University of Washington, right, Grant? Four years. Really, yeah. And, you know, got a chance, got a, I think one visit of his, wasn't one visit of his in the final four. They made it to the playoffs. Yes, they did. Yes, they time. did. Yep. They didn't, they didn't, they, they got beat the next they week. Got but killed. Yep. Yeah. But that year they had a good one. So did he. And, you know, sometimes, Grant, it takes a new address. It takes a different style of coach for somebody like what's going on with Geno Smith. Great you know, point. you rediscover yourself, and now you're a starter making 15 million bucks a year. What yeah. Jake's doing is we know who the quarterback is there, yeah. but like Zach Wilson, like Jake Browning, different rounds, but same thing is you're not only auditioning to make sure your team can trust you like they do. See, right now they're going into games saying, hell, we went three or four more in a row. We're right back in the, the, the playoff talk. And and that and that's why and what he's doing that's why he's the back that's why I've always felt I know I'm the backup to Warren Moon but damn we put me in a, you better expect me to win games for you and be a part <laughs> right. of it and, you know if not then I'm not worth a hoot as a backup quarterback or a starter at times like Browning is now but it's audition for your own team to say we'll trust him he's our guy for we will we'll, he'll back up Joe because we need a guy like that because it's rare we're not you're not going 17 games every year 10 years in a row I, I mean. That's hard to do with that kind of – so you've got to have another guy on a good team that can sustain your two or three games. Well, this is more than two or three games. And if they don't want you, what you're doing is creating another opportunity for you to get a bigger contract somewhere else and go start. I couldn't be – I'm with you. I love resilience, and I love yeah. guys who people say, what's he doing in the league? And then you blink, and the dude's your starter, and now got you on the brink of possible playoffs. I think this is a great story. 
and it seems to me like he's getting better by the week, but with his confidence and command. And uh, I'm sure Joe hates missing games, but I'm sure he loves seeing how Jake Browning's come in and kept them afloat. That's important. All right, I didn't get a chance to pick your brain on this last week because we had a technical issue, but now you've had a week to digest this. And I'm talking about the four teams that are going to the college football playoff. First and foremost, this year, it's an impossible task for the committee. There was going to be at least one team, and in all likelihood, two teams, which it is, that feel like they got screwed. Obviously, Florida State being the one that sticks out. Your thoughts? Grant, I've gone back and forth on this. Listen, let me just start with my eye test. Florida State's not one of the four best teams in the country. Just okay. understand. I mean, they're, they're not. The eye test, matter of fact, Ohio State, I would take. Would they as, be if their quarterback had not been hurt? That's not, that, That's my second point of this. Okay. Today, knowing that Jordan Travis is not playing and on a great year, that I would take all seven teams and the all the seven teams that were in of the eight teams, a lot, the, the top eight, I would take the other seven right today over wow. Florida State. Seven. I think, I think Oregon State. beats wow. them. I think Ohio State beats them, uh, and and whoever else, uh, Georgia. Listen, I can tell you the message, and I, I, I haven't asked anybody, but you know what kind of message Kirby Smart is telling his football team getting ready for this game. He is going to preach nationally. He's going to preach. We are going out there to prove that we at Georgia belonged in the Final Four because we are, as an eye test, one of the four. So they got it right under the structure. But in truth, if you're asking just if the only criteria was the four best teams, Florida State still wouldn't have made it, and Georgia would be in it. But you can't put Georgia in because they lost Alabama, and you can't keep Texas out because they beat Alabama, and Washington's undefeated. Now, if you really wanted the next level, take the the Michigan, Washington, and Florida State, those three undefeated conference champions, and then say Georgia, Alabama, Texas, there's where the vote is. But with all the criteria and all over the place, without your starting quarterback yet, then I had somebody get got me thinking, what if Michael Penix got hurt in the second quarter and they still went on to beat Georgia and he wasn't going to be available for the final, final four? Would they have punished Washington? If Quinn Ewers was out and Arch Manning was starting, they wouldn't have punished him because of the Arch Manning respect in the Manning family. I'm just Good telling course. you. Great point. And if if Deion Sanders, as Stephen A. Smith said, he says, I'm telling you, and I, I Grant, Stephen A. had said, that if Dion was a coach at Florida State, they probably would have looked at them different. And not because Mike Norvell's not a good coach. It's because Dion will keep them in the news, right? Hell, Dion's Colorado team got more pub than Florida State did, and they won four friggin' games this year. And yeah. Dion can coach, but if Dion was at Florida State as alma mater, I'm not so sure they'd have had the balls to turn Dion's team down. I'm being serious about that. I'm talking about the committee. I, I, honest to God, because Mike just sat back, coached, and didn't let you have it when it was over. Listen, those kids at Florida State did everything they were asked to do, and their coaching staff go undefeated and win a conference. But in an odd year, you can't keep Texas out. Well, I guess you could, but Texas beats Bama. You're not going to keep the team that just hammered, when I say hammered, but went in and beat the number one team in the country for three straight years until now and won them. And Washington's 13-0 in what is a deep, deep conference. So it's a bummer. Did Florida State get hosed in a roundabout? Of course they did. Yep. They got punished for still winning games when the backup, which tells me they should have got credit for winning games because mm. they didn't have their starters in and still went and did it. That's what you're asking your team to do. Listen, we, we're we more than just the quarterback, yet it goes back to the simple emotional eye test, Grant. The money as well. They didn't want Florida State to go in there and get their ass handed to them without their starting quarterback and get beat 44-10 to 10 and have everybody say, see? 
The eye test, just go with the eyes. Florida State's not one of the four best teams. The, the way that the system's set up, they should be going, which means you would have left somebody else out. And I guess Alabama would have been the odds-on choice simply because they lost to Texas. They won, but they got hammered in their own building with the biggest win of the year by Texas at That's Alabama. Right. I think it sucks. This is when you want eight teams because I think any yep. of the eight were capable of winning it. I feel horrible for Florida State, but the eye test, just the eye test, they're not one of the four best teams without their quarterback. All right, final thing. You mentioned Deion Sanders. I don't have anything against Deion Sanders, but I said this multiple times back in September. I said this is such an overrated team. This is the most overhyped team that I can remember in the history of college football. I mean, and Deion Sanders wins SI's Sports Person of the Year. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. How the hell does that happen? Well, Hits, let's go back to Florida State and get to the Final Four had he been coaching them because, Grant, he has a way of – he's engaging. He's he a polarizing put, figure, yes. Put, and, and make no mistake, that and social media matter in this stuff nowadays. They just do. And you and I both know it. And yeah. the money and Florida State – hey, a 13-0 Florida State team is going to shine – those diamonds, and that that shine is going to be a lot brighter with Dion there. It just is, Grant. You and I both know. Listen, I their biggest that. Win, What was their biggest win of the year? At TCU, the opener that turned the program Who around. Who ended up being a bad team this year. Right. So, uh, you know I love Dion, and you know I think he's filled with yeah. substance. A great recruiter, and he's a guy that old and young alike, everybody in between knows. That's why they call him Coach Prime. But they were all hat no cattle. He's great at recruiting, getting people to – now, what he's done is he's completely brought money. It changed the program's belief around, and I love that. But as far as this team, you are exactly right. First of all, Sportsman of the year because he changed it. Did he? Did, did their team usually isn't reserved for teams that win what four or five games and don't qualify right. for a bowl game? But uh, and I love the way he did the, his impact. But I can tell you this: that's all had no cattle, man. Their team, aside from scoring points early, they faded away. They didn't have the depth. They didn't have the physical guys. They can run, but guess what? Without all that finesse stuff's fine and dandy until you get punched in the throat about fifteen times in a game, you're done. Their biggest win was the opener against TCU, yeah. and they ended up playing some close games, but he turned the program around, but Sportsman of the Year, hey. Come on. I mean, exactly. There's probably a few more that probably had done more in sports this year to qualify for that, but lesson learned, you know what, Dion brings that, and he brings attention to a program, and everybody loves it, so good for him, but nah, man, it was the biggest story in college football this year, on a five-win, what is a four or five-win team? So there four. you go. Yeah, yep. four-win team. And See three of them were in the first month, right, Grant? Yeah, three that's right. The first well, they started month, off right? three and zero, and they beat a bad Colorado State in overtime. They got lucky right. to win in that their game. building, in that's their right. own building, in their, on their field. TCU, as we found out, was not very good this year, and I can't even remember. Oh, they lost to Stanford at home for crying out loud. Think about that for a minute. Colorado lost to Stanford on their home field. I mean, yeah, come on. And to, to, to make things worse, they did almost beat my Trojans, and that wouldn't have been a good <laughs> win either because we couldn't stop anybody. So there you go. Yeah, man, I, I'm anxious to see going forth when Dion gets his people in there. I mean, you know, recruits more than one recruiting class, how it's going to go in a full year and doing all this grant. But, uh, no, the Sportsman of the Year, that's just called we know who Dion is, and Dion can create incredible marketing because he knows how to do that, and he's so savvy when it comes to that. Have a great week. Enjoy the games tonight, my friend. Thank you, brother. You too. I appreciate you always.
Appreciate you too. That's good stuff from Sean Salisbury. We're going to be talking some NBA coming up here in just a moment, but uh, we got a lot of things that I want to talk about, including New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. They are awesome when it comes to your plumbing needs and repairs. They're available 24-7. So just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Ryan in Sacktown. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Yourself, Napes? Doing good. We got some NBA basketball coming up tonight. We got the Kings and the Nets as the uh, tough back-to-back. I say tough because you got to play tonight and you got to go to play the Clippers tomorrow. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Last year, this was their bugaboo. Games that the Kings should have won at home, they lost a lot of those. They can't do it this year. They can't, but Brooklyn is a better team than a lot of people are giving yeah. them credit for, especially if you look at the spread. The Kings are four and a half point favorites. Um, you know, Brooklyn's won three in a row, six of their last seven. They're a scrappy bunch, so the Kings are going to have yeah. to come in, and especially with Malik Monk possibly being out to illness, they're going to have to find a spark from somewhere else other than Malik. Yeah, we're still waiting on that. Uh, that that would not be good, that's for sure. I mean, he's been there third best player all year behind Fox and Sabonis. I don't think anybody would even debate that, correct? No, you would have to turn to him 100%. All right, so pregame coming up uh, at 6.30. Jerry joins us at halftime, and then the postgame show as well, the Kings and the Nets, and then uh, it's quickly to the airport for the one-hour flight down to uh, L.A. and a meeting with the Clippers. So, again, um, we'll see what happens. And kind of a sidebar tonight, uh, Harry Giles is in the building. Yes, he is. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. You know what? He was a during a hard time in Sacramento basketball. He was a fan favorite here. Uh, really cool story how he's clawed his way back into the league and uh, happy to see him uh, dress up for the Brooklyn Nets and actually play some minutes. He had eight points last game. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we got a pair of games tonight uh, in the NFL. Uh I can't call the Giants a prevent offense anymore because they've actually scored a little bit, but that I can't imagine them uh, beating Green Bay, and i got to believe Miami is going to roll in their game. So we'll see what happens, but at least we got two games to choose from tonight. Yeah, two games with really interesting matchups in terms of, you know, underdog versus the favorites because Green Bay, they've riding a lot of momentum, but the Giants, you just don't know. That defense can be scary at times, and 14 points for the Dolphins, that is a lot of points, a lot of points. How you been doing on your picks every week? You know, Napes, I am not doing too good, but I am pretty impressed with the top of the leaderboard uh, in our league right now. I mean, you guys are picking at the leader right now at a 56% clip. Wow. 58 is like Vegas material, usually. So wow. Cameron is in the lead at 56%. Then we got Light the Beam right behind him. Then I'd rather be fishing Yummy Bee. Scare B row stacking C notes, best picks, and then Napes bringing wow. out the top 10. And all of you guys are within two picks of each other. So wow. it's it's getting pretty hot. We're going all the way through the Super Bowl. So wow. get excited. How about that, huh? You're not doing too good though, huh, buddy? I am not doing great. I'm I'm picking 44% to your 52%. I'm at 54, 54%, excuse me. What I'm at 54. What's Vegas? You said like what around 56, right around 58%. So if you can get 58%, you're killing it. Is that what you're killing it in Vegas? Yeah. that That's what, uh, Rome and big head and all them go by about a 50% or 58% clip is an insider. Wow. All right. So the pressure's on is what you're telling me, huh? Yeah. You got to finish strong. You got to (laughs) finish strong, buddy. Uh, we, we should be uh, uh, 
again, pretty soon I get a lot of people sending me messages. Uh, the merch is not that far away. So uh, I want people to understand we're going to have some new merch available here in the very near future. Yes, we are getting excited about it. New offerings from last year. So Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So pregame show, Jerry with the halftime, postgame show. Buddy, I appreciate you, and we'll talk to you real soon. It's going to be a busy night. Sounds good. Have a good one, Napes. All right, you too. Good stuff there from uh, Ryan and Sacktown. Also, uh, I want to tell you about uh, Bennett's. They have uh, three locations for you. Of course, uh, their newest one is in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. They have prime seafood and steak, the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib. It's awesome. Just go to uh, Bennett'sRestaurants.com and you can see for yourself, make a reservation or more. That's Bennett's Westside Grill, one of three locations and their newest in Rockland. Bennett's Restaurants. Dot com. Talk to you later. Pre-game show with Ryan. I'm going to be doing the uh, Listen Up show coming up here at the top of the hour. So join me for that. We'll continue on with our sports talk. You take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.